Over 2 million Americans are in prison and approximately 70 million Americans have a criminal record. Bad Boys Jail and Juvenile Ministries believes the church has a unique capacity and calling to respond to the crisis of crime and incarceration. In response, we present Inside Out. And now, our hosts, Wilson and Rascal. Welcome to the Inside Out Show and Podcast. I'm Wilson along with Rascal. And this is where we spend time helping each other find ways to position ourselves with purpose for positive change. Because in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. How you doing, Rascal? I'm doing great. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't hear part one of this show, go back and listen to it. We are up here at Heartland. Ah, I love this place. Heartland Recovery. I'm going to just see if I can get a job here. After we left last week, Eric wanted to kind of clarify some stuff, which is good. Because we need to know the truth, right? Correct. We need to know all the truth. So we're going to let him kind of clarify what he was um, trying to get at. Go for it. Well, one of the unique things about our program I was wanting everybody to know is we are, every staff member that works here has been through this program. Every staff member that is here has had some type of drug, alcohol, some type of issue. I would say that probably 97% of us have been in jail or been in prison. So we can relate. We know what you're going through while you're out there. We know what you're going through when you come into the program and you try to work your way through the program because we've been there and done that. Right. It's kind of like you can't lead somebody out of some place you've never been. You know the right door to open, the right path to take. Yes. It, it's hard for somebody to, especially when you're stepping out, stepping into recovery, stepping out of that life and that element, and you're trying to get your life right, but these people that you're talking to, you they you can't even relate to them. I mean, they, they don't know where you're coming from. You don't know where they're coming from. So you're pretty much, you close your mind off. There With us, go. I promise you, we know where you're coming from. We're going to talk to uh, Jeremiah. How you doing, Jeremiah? Last week you gave me lunch. It was pretty good. It was good, wasn't it? Is that your job, lunch? No. Sometimes, maybe. You work, you work it? Looks like you might eat more lunch than serve more lunch. <laughs> I try to. I try to. <laughs> that, that's good. That's good. Uh, we were talking with the guys a little bit about the, the different phases and you know the 12-month program. And What would you say, other than the, the uh, dining hall, what would you think is your favorite part? My favorite part, honestly, is uh, one-on-ones with the group leaders. That'd be my favorite part because that's when they they really they really break down. They they break you. They they connect with you. And like my group leader, Richard, uh, he's a very he's a he's a very good man, and he's uh, he's really opened up my eyes to the truth of God and to how you're really supposed to walk and live out life what, what was your profession before you you came I was here? a pipe fitter and do you think you're going to go back to that or you got other things or uh, I don't want to go back to it you no. don't want to go back to that no. what no. fills your cup waking up every morning and uh praising God that I'm alive that's a good one that's a good one I had a guy in a bible study the other day he was, uh, we were uh talking and he said he had a heart attack about um about two, three years ago. I had one of them too. Well, there you go. Well, he, what he said was, you know, a lot of us pray in the morning, thank you for the day, thank you, you know. Right. To him and to you, it's a whole different whole yes. different prayer statement, thank you for this day, because right. when that day could have been, you know, cut short. How much longer you got? 
we got about uh, six months left. Here. So you're like at the halfway point. I'm at the halfway point. Halfway point. Are you considered like kind of the top guy now, or do people look up to you? What's going no, on? No, definitely not. I mean, I'm still, I'm still learning. You like the senior in high school? <laughs> I guess you could say that, but I'm still learning. You know, I plan on going to college here. They offer a college, and I'm in college classes now. You uh, are. I am. Uh, I'm taking uh, re- relational theology. What is that's uh, that's a big term. What's that all about? That is about uh, relationship through Christ. Big word alert. Hold on. Yes. What was that? What would you say? Relational theology. Yeah. Big word alert. Thank you, Rascal. Yes. It's to help give you a guidance to a relationship with Christ and the church and people in the church. Well, I'm going to pass the, the mic over to uh, Rascal, and he's going to interview Nehemiah. Nehemiah. I love that name. Me too. That's awesome. What brought you here? Well, Jesus brought me here. But at the time, the situation in my life that had occurred, I needed a place, a change, and to go someplace. I actually come out of a rehab facility, an inpatient rehab. I was there 14 days, and I left early. Okay. Yeah, I was supposed to be going to the core, and something come up um, in a discussion between my, my counselor and my PO that I was recommended to go to Heartland. So the first time in my life, I, I didn't go against the grain. I went along with the recommendation, and here I am. Okay. So you didn't actually strive to get in here. No, sir. You had somebody help you to get in here. Yes, it was just a recommendation. I called Eric Tribble on a Monday, and I was here on a Thursday. They said it was uh, my probation officer told me it was the record, the most. Uh, it was a, I beat the record in timing of how to, how I got here. So, yeah. <laughs> they had to go pick his shoes up. <laughs> she actually she actually uh, she actually didn't get to interview me or see me before I left, and the judge issued a warrant for me leaving rehab, not knowing I come here. So Eric went and we went to court. And, oh my God! And, we all, and Hartland got that taken care of. Eric Tribble, he stood up for me and, and uh, vouched go, for Eric. me. And way to go, here buddy. we are. Nice way to go to bat, man. He doesn't just talk the talk. He walks the walk, man. It's awesome. Well, that's what we're here for. We're here for the men. We're 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 here to help them. Um, I've I've had the awesome opportunity here in the past six or eight months now. I've, I'm set on the Marion County Drug Court, and I've I've met with the area judges around here, and I'm going to start sitting on their drug court staffing, and you know, hopefully, I'm going to be able to go to bat for anybody that that wants recovery, anybody that wants help. Hopefully, I'll be there to help them. That's wonderful. So, Nehemiah, what are your goals when you leave here? Well, my, my first goal is not leaving here. Uh, <laughs> You're going to stay. Well, yeah. Permanent fixture. He's the new assistant to the assistant, uh, Jeremiah director. To the assistant to the assistant. How long have you been here? I've been this? here since September 27th of last year. Okay. So, you've been, you've been here quite a while. Yes, sir. I'll, yeah. I'll be, uh, it'd be four, month yesterday, four months yesterday. Okay. Being here, I know it has changed your life. It's obvious the impact that it's made on you. But is it what you thought it was going to be? No, sir. No, when I, when I first come here, I didn't want to change. I just wanted out of the situation I was in. Most do. Yes. And it was, uh, it was, I was just going along with, with, with what I was used to, um, manipulating the system and doing what I wanted to do to get back to what I wanted to do in my way. Well, and that's that's ninety nine percent. I mean, I've been there, done that. First time I got released, went right back to the same toxic people, places, and products. Second time I got released, same people, places, and products, and doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result is bondage. what bondage. The definition of bondage. Bondage and insanity. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Most people, all they care about is pleasing the court. 
Yes. Whatever the so that I can get released, so that I can come off of probation, so I can come off parole. That's it. It's not at all what you thought it was. No, sir. This place is a is a is a place of refuge. It's a place of of um, opportunity to change. It is a holy place. There is God, and He does live here. I was on a, a one way train to hell. I had a one way ticket to hell before I come here, and today I know I'm not going to hell. If I die today, right. I am going to heaven today. And you're not going to hell sober. That's right. <laughs> uh, I learned a new line today. You don't want to show up to hell sober. Doesn't do you any good. I love this place. This place is awesome. We, we come driving in here. You know, we're coming. We came the long kind of way through, so we got to see the whole place. And we're like, holy cow, they got everything here but a post office. And we come around the corner, and there's this big lake with, like, swans on it. And then right across from it is a cleaning station, a fish cleaning station. I'm like, wait a minute. This place is laid out. And we hadn't even got to the main facility yet. So, guys and gals, this place is amazing. Um, and like I've said before, you don't just fill out a piece of paper and you're in. There's a process that you have to go through, hoops you have to jump through. Obviously, they don't just let anybody in. But like you said, Jesus wanted you here. Yes, sir. I, I'm, I, firmly, I firmly believe that today that I was called here. I was called to be a disciple of the Lord. And I believe that the best way to be a disciple is by living in actions. Exactly. You know, and um, to be be a light of somebody's darkness, you know, to, to be changed, transformed, and, and to walk it out. And that way somebody can see my, the change before I can tell them the change. Then they'll come ask you about it. Then you can tell them about Jesus. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being with us today and sitting in on this. And thank you very much. I so. know that what you guys have expressed will touch people out there that are sitting in a cell block listening to this, and you've given them some encouragement, and you've given some them some things to think about. Eric and Dwayne, one of you guys, I don't know which one it was, you hit on one of the core values, servanthood. That's kind of my sweet spot, servanthood. I loved what you said about going into the community. Um, how does that work? How does that happen? You know, Jesus himself said that he didn't come to be served, but to serve others. Right. And so we know that part of our walk with him is best modeled in how we serve each other mm -hmm. or those around us. You know, there's another passage that says, they will know you are my disciples by how well you love one another. And so it, it really boils down to how we, we teach, how we love, how we live in reference to other people and those around us. It gives the reflection of the image of Christ to those around us. There you go. There you go. I love servanthood. You have integrity, humility, teachability. That teachability, I'm a teacher. That's what I did for a living before I retired. So um, I, I like that word. And, and I, I don't know if it was Nehemiah or Jeremiah mentioned that they're going back to college. Or, mm -hmm. So you guys have a college here? What's we, that all about? We do. Uh, we have an accredited college. Uh, it's a Bible college. Uh, it's accredited It's college. accredited college, two-year college. Wow. Um, I've been through it myself. Uh, one of the most difficult decisions and yet the best decision I probably ever made in my life. Going back to college, you mean? Yep. Was it hard getting back into the pencil mode? It was different, you know, with, with Bible college. I had never been to traditional college. Okay. But, you know, Bible college, like right off the bat for somebody like me, I remember when they were trying to, like, okay, you're going to do an MLA formatted paper, you know, 350. Yeah. And yeah. this stuff was like a foreign language to me. I was like, what? 
you want to do what? And right. so, you know, it took a little while to get acclimated to, you know, technology and things like that. Cause I never did any of that kind of stuff. Um, but in doing what we do around here, our, our, our main aim, our main goal is to teach the gospel. Right. So, you know, I was one that came through the program. They, they planted the seed in my life, but it was up to me to take it to the next level. You see, and, and we look at kind of like this, like the guys that come through the program, they come here, we, we plant the seed in their life here. But making that decision to go over there to that college, which is right across the lake, um, you really go over there and get cultivated. That's the, that's the word that we like to use. That's where the cultivation really happens, and they right. really do a great job over there at, at teaching and training up men and women of God. So what, what percentage of the men or women that are in your program actually go to the college? And it's not mandatory, is it? No, it's not mandatory. It's a, uh, by, by no means. It's a, it's a self-decision. Okay. Somebody has to make that decision for themselves. Um, we get a lot of people that want to do it anymore. You yeah. know, it's quite a commitment because you take, for instance, if a guy comes through the program, it's a year long program. Well, you just turned a year long program into a three year ordeal. Are they allowed to stay within, in your community while they do that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That is such a blessing right there. I mean, so they'll stay at the college is what they'll do. They have yeah. a college dorm. No kidding. Yeah. I'd like to go look at that. Hmm. That's cool because I mean, what got me into, and this is a little sidebar. What got me in with Rascal and Bad Boys Ministry, I was doing some homeless ministry. I was just doing some street ministry, right? And I'd get to know somebody, and, um, and I'd go back to next week and whatnot. And one time I go back, oh, where's, you know, where's Jason? Oh, he's in jail. I said, okay, whatever. You know, I guess that's what happens. He comes back out you know, a month later, whatever. Hey, Jason, how's it going? Get another relationship going, come back another week. Where's Jason? He's back in jail again. So I got to thinking, I go, why are these men and women going from jail to the streets, right? It's because they don't have any training on how to transition from that. This Bible college, it's a great transitional tool. I mean, it really is, and I'm, I'm, I am so um, excited to know about that. That is such, I'm going to bring, we're going to talk about this more in our shows. In fact, I'm, when I'm my next one-on-one visit, I'm going to, I'm, dude, you, you know what? You need to call these people, talk to your PO, do something. Because if it's if it's real in here, you got to do it. If not, you know, I've been excited about this place for many years, but today, watching you, all the excitement in this guy today—he's fired up. This place got you fired up, Wilson. Well, I'm not going to break the law to come in here, though. <laughs> but I, I like—I—I I, I went to college right up the street, up in Canton, Missouri, and yeah, and we, my wife and I, and we would drive up and down 61, and we seen them milk trucks. Jesus saves milk trucks. Yeah, that's part of your—that was part of your thing. It is. Nice. So See, you're talking education. You're talking his language now. I know. Yeah. That's what gets you so, um, Eric, talk about the accountability. It says here is your in your your core values. Uh, living and sharing life with others that is transparent. That's accountability. Speak to that a little bit. Well, like the residents here, they have they have two per room, so they're going to have somebody that's going to hold them accountable at all times and their actions, you know, make sure that they're they're getting up, they're going to classes like they should, um, you know, what they're what they're reading, what they're thinking, you know, they're they're going to have somebody that's going to help hold them accountable, and that's that's the main part is for me in I left the house when I was 16, 17 years old. I didn't have accountability. I just, I just did my own thing. And if you told me not to do it, I would probably do it just to spite you, even if I knew it was going to hurt me. So here we, we help build them up. And we're, they're, they're, we're a close-knit community. While they're here for this year, as the gentleman earlier was talking about, we do 
what's called um we do the Wednesday night classes so it's um it's a life group is what it is and they we open our homes up to them and we show them how to live we show them how how we live here as Christians you know we show them a different way to live because some of them they don't know that life they all they've known is strife and stress and drugs and abuse and you know, we're trying to break that cycle and accepting responsibility isn't getting up in a group setting every time and going my name is rascal i'm an alcoholic right 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 that's what's different about this place that's the difference that you guys are making here is that you're not readdressing what got them in that spot you're addressing what's going to get them moved beyond yep. you got it you know, that, that is what makes us interesting here at, at Heartland is that, you know, we say it time and time again that we are the church. Uh, we're not a program that's going to take you down the road to some other church, but we are the church right here. And, and really, this, this community, this church is, is founded off the idea that you see in Acts 2, where there wasn't a church building yet. It was just a community of people. And that's who we are here at Heartland Community. We're a community of people that's here to help. When, he, when you guys were talking about that earlier, the, the phrase that came up in my mind was uh, iron sharpens iron. Right. I mean, uh, we I, I'm not I don't know what your background is with your fathers. Um, my father did teach me some things and that's what a father's supposed to do. Right. And in a lot of ways, and I don't mean any disrespect with any of these gentlemen, sometimes they're getting broken down to that level where they need a role model. Right. Show them what is the right way, how to handle a job, how to handle frustration, how to handle this, how to handle that. And it sounds like through your core values, I'm just going to read them real quick. I'm not going to read all of them all out. I'm just going to read the titles. We have integrity. That's huge. Humility. That's another one of my, my love languages is humility. Servanthood. Teachability. Accountability. And, of course, love. Right. Those are some really, um, really good core values. Really core values. Amen. So, um, as we wrap up here, I'm going to ask you a question, Rascal. Yep. Okay. And I, this is a pretty deep question. We'll see if we oh, can. Oh, good Lord. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> as a pastor. Yes. Prison minister and someone who has been part of the recovery business, how do you see the core values? Okay, we've got the core values. How do you see the core values and the mission of Heartland fitting into our, the bad boys, uh, tagline, positioning ourselves with purpose for positive change. Well, that's exactly what they're doing here. I mean, these these men and women, and just the ones that we've gotten to talk to while we were here, you know, it's, it's amazing to me how these people are moving in a forward direction. When you and I constantly were working with people that swear up and down that they're not going back to jail and then they're back in there. I had a guy last week just said, or I was talking to Amanda, yeah. same thing. She came back. Oh, yeah. When I got back into juvenile, I walk in and, Mr. Rascal. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is juvenile. This ain't jail. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What are you still doing? He said, I remember you when I was 13 and he's 17 now. It's like, oh my gosh, it just, it's that revolving door. They just keep coming back. This facility here gears you towards not just recovering from what you are addicted to, but coming in here and getting addicted to Jesus and getting a relationship with the Lord and Savior. And that's basically what we try to tell them on the outside. We give them the fuel and then it's on them to do right, it. Right, right. Because we don't have the resources to help them do it. Right. These guys pick up where we leave off. Right. It's it's you know listening to uh, Jeremiah here a little bit ago. You know, I think if if I were to take a a sheet of paper and and mark how many times he used Jesus, 
as part of his his mantra it's it's quite obviously that his he has a relationship and his purpose resides through that relationship so he has definitely positioned himself for uh, positive change I mean it's 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 amazing you know a while back I took a phone call it's been a few years now but somebody called me one day and they were like you know what's your success rate and uh it was at that point in time where we, we didn't really have a whole lot of those numbers. Uh, we, weren't, we weren't tracking that. Um, and so I had come up over the years with, with crafty ways of answering the question that was still, yeah. still truthful. But one day somebody called me and they said, you know, what's your success rate? And I was like, you know what? It's guaranteed. And there was a long pause on the phone and the, and the lady answered back and she said, can you explain that for me? And I was like, I'd, I'd be glad to. And what we simply mean by that, we were talking a moment ago about our slogan, Jesus is the answer. You know, we, we plant the seed in people's lives, but it's not up to us what they do with it. Right. You know, and, and even if it's, you know, 25 years that goes by before that seed begins to get cultivated, mm-hmm. um, you know, that part of it's not up to us. Right. And so we have to know. Um, to do what God's called us to do. You know, we're, we're the ones that plants the seed. And I don't like using this word, but if, if you take the medicine, it works. Right. And something that you said to me earlier, and this was really cool, but so many of these different locations that do recovery or rehab, they base their success on how many people get out of the class. Right. How many people Not make who's it. still doing good a month from now. Correct. Yeah, they, they base the success on, you know, if it's a 30-day, 60-day, 90-day, as long as you make it through the program, that's deemed a success. That's not success. And it's not the case. Yeah. If that was the case, Mike, how many people did we have success with at the jail? All of them. 100%. They When they got released, they got released. They didn't do very good when they got released, but they got released. Well, um, that, that kind of – this will be my last question, and you've already answered, and I'm not asking you to answer it because I – I, my question was, what characterizes success? After listening to what you said, that was a stupid question. <laughs> that was a stupid question. Well, thank you so much for letting us come in here and disrupting whatever it is that your 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 uh, your your time here. I appreciate that, yeah, and we, we appreciate, we appreciate that. you guys coming. And I, I will truthfully say, we will. I can talk more intelligently now about this program when I meet the men that I go see over in the jails and. Um, that type of thing. So thank you so much. If you have any questions about our program, if, if you want to come up for a visit for a quick tour, just give me a call. My my straight office number, my office line is 660-213-4553. And just give me a call and I can give you a tour of the facility. If, if you're on the edge, you, you're just kind of waffling, you don't know if, if you know this is for you, well, I'll be glad to show you around. And like I said before, if you want to be like Rascal here and become a monthly supporter, they will definitely use that to a good 100% of it goes to the inmates. Yes. Um, that address to send that check to is 500 New Creation Road, Newark, Missouri, 63458. And that is Heartland Recovery or Heartland Community. Either right. Way. And their web address is Heartland, or their Facebook is Heartland Recovery. Their webpage is hlandrecovery.org. Beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for spending some time with this. And remember, don't let the devil schemes control your dreams. See you, rascal. See you later, Wilson.